Hey everyone, tonight we have our very first special guest, Vince Brasco, otherwise known as the mini hog from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Vince was diagnosed at birth of a unique form of dwarfism. At the young age of 27, he has already gone through 15 surgeries. One surgery almost cost him his life back in 2007, where he lost a total of five liters of blood before it was all said and done. Though Vince is here with us today, defying the odds and destined to share his story, become the man he always knew he could. Vince has been featured on CNN, Maxim, and other platforms to share his journey of becoming a professional bodybuilder and an icon for others to help follow their dreams. When Vince isn't pumping out iron, he can often be found donating his time with Youngwood Top Dogs Dogs Training Team, where he helps to train dogs from all walks of life, or living his childhood dream of being a volunteer fireman, which is a feat all on its own. With that being said, hey Vince, how you doing, and how's things going up in good old Pennsylvania? First of all, thank you for having me on here. Um, going amazing. Very busy lately. Very busy with um, workouts, training, training dogs, like you just said, firefighting, everything there. Heck yeah. So first I have to ask, in a world of predominantly large muscle-bound men, what drove you to want to defy the status quo and follow your dreams of entering the world of bodybuilding? Um, just showing that there shouldn't be like a – Anybody can do it. I've had 15 surgeries. I have dwarfism. Um, I've had several surgeries that were very hard on my body. I've had doctors that told me, Vince, you're done bodybuilding. Vince, you're done competing. Vince, you're done being a firefighter just due to a lot of the chemical, chemical, a lot of the medical issues that have come up. So you can't stop when somebody tells you you can't do something. That's the biggest thing there. That's what made me start bodybuilding, showing that, hey, I can make a statement. I want to be that inspiration for everybody else. Heck yeah. So do you have any crazy rituals or uh, major routines when preparing for an event, such as um, like you mentioned before, the Arnold Classic coming up? Lists. <laughs> <laughs> just getting lists together. Um, just getting lists together. Do you have like a diet routine or do you do anything crazy or just pretty much lifting? You got any partners? I know you work out at LA fitness. So there's a handful of people there. They're probably in the bodybuilding community. Of course. Um, is it kind of like a tag team thing or kind of like a solo dolo at this point? It's almost like it's better to have a team with you just because events you need to eat, events you need to get your workout in events. We need to go certain stuff like that. Whenever I'm at the Arnold classic, people literally bombard me for pictures funny story is I had to have an escort just to go take a pee <laughs> last year because people were following me asking me for pictures yes I love to get pictures yes I love my fans but there's a time when you need to say we need to stop and I'm not that kind of person so it's almost like you have your best friend be the bad guy that's why it's always best to have a team with you mm -hmm. to support you and once that aren't going to give up on you and once you can't give up on either for sure man so what goes through your head um i know you know personally i've you know experienced this downfall before but what goes through your head when you hear or see someone in the gym making excuses instead of putting in the work shut up <laughs> <laughs> basically shut up and do the work just because this is your life no one else's life no one is tying you down forcing you to get your stuff done you don't do your stuff if you don't do your job when it comes to the gym, when it comes to everyday life. That's on you. That's not on everybody else. I could choose 
hey, I have dwarfism, have pity on me. I will never choose that life. I see people who walk around healthy as can be. Oh, have pity on me. I did. No, I'm not going to have pity on you. You park in a handicap spot and you're walking perfectly fine. There's no need for that. You live your life the way you want to live your life. I will live my life the way I want to live my life. That's the biggest thing. That's what I see in the gym too. So that's why I train the way I train. Just because I love to train heavy, I love to train hard, and I love to train long. That's mainly how I do it. Heck yeah, man. So as you mentioned previously, um, you know, often people can, you know, hide behind a disability, but obviously you've defied those odds and you don't really allow that to hinder you in your performance. So, you know, what is your perspective in a large narrative of disability of like, you know, is that something that really defines you or is that something you can overcome? Um, you can always overcome it because there are people in this world that I'll use Nick for an example. He's a very big motivational speaker. Speaker. He's a keynote speaker, actually. He's an inspiration to myself. He was born without legs, born without an arm, born with one arm that just has a limb on it. You would think, oh, feel bad for Nick. He doesn't want anybody to feel bad for him. He's getting up every single morning. He weight trains heavy. He speaks in front of thousands and thousands of people. Those are the kind of people that you need to look up to. Making that statement, I have a lot of these health issues but I'm not going to let it define me. I'm four foot two. I've had 15 surgeries. I'm not going to let that define me. Let's say you have another form of dwarfism. You can't let that define you. Anything that comes up in your life, you can't let that define you. You have to overcome it. Hell yeah. I love that. So growing up, um, obviously I read your bio and you said your, you know, your grandparents were big motivators for you, uh, but not only personally in your family, but, um, in the outside world as well. Um, who are some people that, you know, growing up as a young kid, you know, on the block and trying to get into this field uh, really motivated you or pushed you to want to aspire to be great? Well, to this day, I'm still very good friends with Sean Roden. He's Mr. Olympia as of this year. Hell yeah. Funny story about him. I competed, competed a couple years ago in Pittsburgh. I was like, F this, F that. I didn't place the way I thought I should have placed. I got off on the stage with a horrible looking face I could have had letting the crowd know that I was pissed. Sean pulled me aside. He was like, what is your problem? I don't know. I don't have a problem. He's like, BS. Yes, you do. You got, you went out on that stage. You overcame that fear. You also went out on that stage showing people that it is possible. You have dwarfism. Ever since that day, I don't care what place I get. Yes, I would love to get first, second, third, whatever high, highest place I could get. As long as I did it, as long as I brought my best package, that's always my goal. So this Arnold Classic, I'm looking to bring a bigger, fuller, more muscular package than I did last year, just to show the fans that I'm here, have fun, and just go from there. Besides Nick, has there anyone else that you've met along your journey? Yes. Like, well, damn, they did it. You know, that's crazy. So there's, there's a guy that will actually reminisce with you a lot, too, because it's Army, right? Yes. Okay. So one of my best friends, Brandon Rumbaugh. United States Marine Corps, lost both of his legs in Afghanistan. He's a motivational speaker now. He owns his own company. He owns his own supplement company with Greg Rudolph. And he's the one who basically gets every, every single morning, does his shit, doesn't cry about it, and goes home for the night. That tells me if you can lose both of your legs and still want to help people and not have any kind of attitude, 
but an amazing attitude, those are the kind of people that you need to hang around and be with. Hell yeah. I love that. So obviously we're all human. Sometimes you're going to have those moments in your life where you don't know what the hell is over the high horizon and you're in despair, you're just discomfort. And as you said, you know, it's, it's easier said than done to get up and be like, yeah, I'm going to kill this day. Um, so when you're sick, you're tired, you're worn out, obviously, you know, that happens. What do you do and how do you overcome that fear? I have stuff I need to do. You need to keep telling yourself that. You could be sick. You could be on your deathbed. Every day is a gift, not a guarantee. Every one of us could be gone tomorrow. So if there's a goal that you didn't achieve just because you're sick and because you have a little cough and you have a sore throat, that's on you. I'm going to laugh when you don't achieve it because that's your decision. You need to overcome stuff like that. Any kind of sickness you have, whether it's you're throwing up. I still see people going into the gym like that because they have a goal they need to do. Mr. Olympias, they still get their stuff done. One of my best friends and coach, Guy Sister Nino, still goes into the gym when he's sick. Still gets his stuff done when he's sick. Still eats all his meals. Still gets his everything. Those are the kind of people that really motivate you. And like myself too, if I'm sick, I'll still do stuff I need to do because I know tomorrow's not promised and I need to get my goals done just so I can continue to help people. Hell yeah. So before I ask my final question, uh, where can everyone find you on social media? Right on Facebook, just under Vince Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O, and on Instagram, Official Mini Hulk. I also have my own website, www.officialminihulk.com. You can find my whole bio on there, and I have a clothing line out too. Hell yeah, I love it. So what advice do you have for the young guys and girls who may be listening who may have a dream of their own, though they do not know where to start or are constantly being told they can't? Obviously, that's something that, you know, our society plagues with. We look at um, social media and we think that everything's perfect and it's always going to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows. But then it gets to the point whenever it's in the gym or it's in the, you know, academics or whatever the hell it is. And you're just like, I don't know where to start or what the hell do I do? You just need to overcome any kind of negativity that comes about just because that's not, how do I want to say it? This is your life, not their life. These are your decisions, not their decisions. If I listened to half of the crappy comments that I get on my Facebook page or on my Instagram pictures, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Some of them are horrible. Some of them are just outright rude. You don't delete stuff like that, though. You leave it up. You use it for fuel, but you don't retaliate. You actually thank the person for writing those kind of words, saying that, hey, this might make me a better person to live up to better standards and just be the best that I can be. You actually helped me with typing something like this. Tell you, I love that. Does anybody else have any other questions for Vince? Yeah, um, <clears throat> you sort of you talked about uh, some of your your inspirations throughout life, and I'm curious, uh, maybe more specific to bodybuilding or weightlifting in general, who are some of the people that you look up to within that realm, and is there anyone um, that you know? Like, I know a lot of build bodybuilders; they go for sort of. Uh, like an Arnold look or like a Frank Zane sort of look. And so like, where, where would you say like you try to, uh, or who you uh, aspire to like, look like? Jay Cutler. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. really good. I'm good friends with Jay Cutler. Um, if you haven't met him, he's an amazing guy. He's just very easy to talk to. Very big entrepreneur, owns several businesses. I actually admired to be him just because of the way he is. He loves to be with his fans. He loves to show that, I'm not going to win one, one Mr. Olympia. I'm not going to win two. I'm going to win, believe it, one eight. I give up. I'm not going to stop. Same with, I'm very good friends with Flex Lewis, Jason Lewis. He keeps winning two 12 divisions like it's going out of style just because he wants to show, 
hey, I'm here to stay. No one's going to take this title from me. I'm also good friends with Sean Roden, the guy who I was speaking about earlier. Any kind of dream you have, he always told me, just go after it. That is the way I got into the bodybuilding industry, honestly, with him. If I wouldn't have met him several years ago, I probably would have beat him up. Just because of his amazing words, those are the kind of people you need to stay around. Now, I use those words for other people. Okay. And, um, and so Nick kind of asked this um, earlier a little bit, but so it's so like, why, why bodybuilding? Like, what about bodybuilding draws you, you to it? Is it, is it like the, the challenge or is it like challenging the status quo or, you know, what, what about bodybuilding specifically? Definitely the challenging aspect, the dieting issue, um, different, supplement, different supplements you need to take, the workouts, sometimes the 5 a.m. cardio. I just love to challenge my body. I love to challenge my mind, actually, just because it shows that, hey, I can do this. I'm not going to give up. I love to see my body transform, even with having dwarfism, getting the six-pack, getting the rounded shoulders, getting the bigger legs, showing that I'm here to stay. And even with the major back surgery, I still have the wide back. People wouldn't think I would be able to, but I have two titanium rods on my back. So that's just like, that's mainly what took me to bodybuilding. Absolutely. Uh, Hell yeah. Strength is a choice. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, definitely. Uh, does anyone else want to hop in? Okay. Taylor. Hi, Vince. Nice Hi. to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, my question is, uh, what's the tried and true strategy for juggling and multitasking? I know you do a lot of things. What's something that can help us as young leaders? With the multitasking aspect, um, prepare the night before. Honestly, I prepare my meals, keep them in the fridge. This is going to sound funny, but it does help. Post-it notes. I'll put a post-it note on the fridge because I've forgotten this before. Don't forget your meal. (laughs) Don't forget your meal on the fridge. Just always prepare the night before because it shows that you have those goals in mind and those tasks at hand that you aren't going to give up if you keep preparing. Sometimes I'll even, honestly, I'll have my workouts prepared a week in advance, day by day. I'll have my cardio prepared, what I need to do. Let's say I need to lose the weight, gain the weight, lose the water weight, drink more water, stuff like that. I'll have prepared how I need to change up my diet every single day, a week in advance. So just honestly preparing. Pat has a question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Dominating my business doing motivational speeches, um, traveling, helping out as many people as I can help out, doing as many podcasts as I can. That's honestly it. Just dominating and showing that I can do this, so can you. Being that inspiration for others. Oh, yeah. I love that. Does anybody else have any other questions before we close? All right. Well, thank you, Vince. I appreciate you coming out. You are truly the mini Hulk. I believe in what you've done. Honestly, I was a fun fact. We never really truly met, but I used to go to LA fitness and I used to work out in a rough part of my life and the gym was my outlet. And I remember actually seeing you in the locker room once uh, taking a photo with your pose. And I was like, very nice. And then I found you on Instagram and I was like, holy shit, this guy's dope. And so I've been following. I like it. And I appreciate you coming out. You honestly are our first guest speaker. I'm grateful. And I look forward to the journey to come. And I look forward to two, four, five years down the road. And definitely watch it, bro. And uh, keep kicking ass, man. I appreciate your time. We'll do this again, too. All right. Thank you, Vince. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care, guys.